Talia, Reese, and Julia do it so well. Shows, shows, show, shows, and tell. Hello, you. No, fuck. I'm not doing that. We can't start the podcast like this again. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody. Thanks for the intro, Reese. I'll take it from here. Please do. Um, This is Shows and Tell. I'm Julia, and I'm here with Talia and Reese. Guys, that was the first time that we have done that well and, like, not messily in, like, I don't know, four episodes. How many episodes are we in? (laughs) Oh, I think this is 20. Is this one? Wait, that's a big Actually? deal. Actually, yeah. Wait. Why do I feel like we've done more? I, I I'm pretty sure that this is number twenty because last time when I last time I counted because I know you feel like we've done more. I feel like twenty is a lot. No, I feel like we twenty feels about right. I, if you asked yeah, me off the cuff, I would have said yeah. eighteen. Oh, this is twenty one then. Oh fuck, we missed it. Can we? Succession yeah. was twenty. Jesus, we missed the wait. Yeah, but the okay. Christmas actually the holiday episode doesn't count, so this could be twenty. Okay, this is our. This is our formal, show. real, legit podcast, 20th episode, mm-hmm. so. Very special. Very special. Yeah, yeah, welcome to everyone. This is the podcast where we talk about how your favorite show became your favorite show, and Hell yeah. I would just like to say that this is indeed a spoilers podcast, especially for this episode. I'm going to spoil a lot of stuff. I am excited for you to spoil because- Obviously, like we'll talk about our background with the show, and we're doing you. I don't know if we said that yet, um, but I didn't watch season three, so I'm excited for you to spoil it because I didn't feel like watching it. I started season three, and it was just like I I couldn't. I loved it, and it was just like for some reason I just couldn't get through the whole season, and it wasn't even like a boring thing. I just like I, ne- I think I agree. I just I would do watch it. an episode and I would not feel like a desire to like start the next one. So it would go slowly. And then when I got to like episode five, I kind of just fell off. And so I am actually excited for it to be spoiled. Okay, here's my thing with season three. I loved it. I actually like once you finish it, looking back, it was my favorite season. But I agree it like in the middle, it does get a little bit slow. But at the end, it gets so good. And the ending is crazy. So that's what I've heard. I've heard the season three ending is absolutely bonkers. And I was like, I mean, they all end crazily. And every person I've spoken to says, no, you don't get it. Season three ending. And I'm like, when does he discover like aliens? And so like, should I spoil I, like, it? Right now? Are we going to just... I kind of think that we should just go off the rails for like structure of this episode and just like fuck around. Because you're, it's that's... your app, girly. You got it. Whatever you okay, want. Okay, so yeah, girly. Let me tell you, Slake season you. three. Thank yeah, you, yeah, girly. Um, let me tell you why I like season three and why I think it's the best season, and it's because of the ending. So, the entire season, Love, who is Joe's wife, Joe the being the main character, and Love is his main love interest in season two and then season three, but Joe kind of starts falling out of love with Love all of season three and glee love kind of becomes crazy she also starts killing people becomes a murderer and girl boss yes so as the season goes on love gets crazier and crazier and you think she is gonna kill joe like you think that she's just gonna do something crazy and she ends up locking up like the two side characters like the conrads like the married couple who's the wife is the influencer. oh is she like the influencer mom who's yeah. like a bit yeah okay so oh, love really? 
Yeah. So Love ends up locking them in a box, Joe's box in the basement of her bakery. And whatever, you think at the end Love is going to do something crazy, but what actually happens is Joe kills Love. Uh, I wish that the, the, the listeners saw our faces. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, so wait. I didn't see that. Yeah. Spoiler, dead? Like, yeah. Wait, so what does he do with... Ow. Sorry, my cat is pawing at me through a blanket. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he has These sharp claws. Have, by the way. <laughs> yes. Um, but wait, so what happens to the couple in the box? They live. What happens is Love the whole time has been plotting a murder against Joe, and Joe figures that out and doesn't tell her. And then as oh she's about to ki- as about she's when she's about to kill him, he kills her. And then what he does is he like plant he lights his whole like house on fire. He basically like reveals that like love is this crazy murderer that's been committing all these murders in town. Wait, so he pins everything on her. Yeah. Also, like the whole third season, like you start to love Joe more. So then when he kills love, you're like, what the fuck? Like you feel empathy for him. Wait, wait. Can I ask some other Ah Can I ask some other follow-up? We really just jumped into it. Yes. Can I ask some other follow-up spoilers? Yes. Um, Yes. Does Love sleep with that kid next door? No. Does he die? No, he's like not important to the season. What? He was so... In the episodes I watched, he was in every single episode. Also, then what happens is Joe then moves to Paris at the end of the season. And that's where season four is going to be. He's going to hook up with Emily in Paris. Netflix crossover. So so then in 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 the trailer for season four, you see him running into that like librarian that he likes. And that's the new girl for season four. She's in Paris now? Yeah, so... Is he with his son? Yeah, wait, I was gonna ask what happens to the baby. He gives the son up for adoption. So basically he fakes like him and loves death in this fire. And then the son gets put up for adoption with like a, the gay couple from the season. Oh, that's okay. That's so sad, no? Yeah. Well, I, I guess gonna he's gonna say... have a better life. So it's actually really sad because there's this whole monologue about how like he contemplated doing like killing love because he knew like it was gonna like ruin his relationship with his son and he was gonna have to give him up it's really sad but then the son ends up like being fine so damn and he was a he was like a foster kid at one point so it's like yeah um anyway let's backtrack a little bit because we just fully just ran into the spoilers of season three but i think it's important to know what happens in season three to fully talk about the show please should we talk about like how are you guys or do you guys don't oh, not yeah. want to <laughs> not want to talk to each other? But I, I also can do without it because how know, are you guys? Not your biggest fans anymore. No, I want to know how was life. <laughs> Reese. Oh me. Um, yeah, you. I got a cat. Tell us more. What's his name? His name's Cooper. I call him Coop. Aww. He's a he's a little munchkin. I love him a lot. And oh, what color is he oh. for visual interest? He's white and orange, and he's a little rambunctious right now. This is usually oh God, when I play so with playful. a string with him. We run around the room. Um, he loves his little mouse toy. Um, yeah, I like him a lot, and we're, we're, we're good friends. Oh, my gosh. he's We'll have to post a picture of him. Mm-hmm. Yes, we will. He's very cute, and I uh, recently know this. I am, like, not the biggest at all. Actually, I'm not a cat Look person, at like, at all. But he's really cute. King of the castle. King of the no, castle. He's really cute. <laughs> Falling everywhere. Yes. I don't think I don't know if people need to hear your like cat baby voice like in their in I've the never ears, I've never seen of your act like this. Act like no, what? Never. <laughs> Happy. I'm, this is me, bro. 
This is me. I just, Dad. So interesting. This to me. is the real. <laughs> so, okay, I'm done. Ew. Okay, <laughs> moving on. This is why we don't. This is why we don't do catch ups in my episodes. <laughs> <laughs> my episodes are the chaotic energy that this podcast needs. All right, we're jumping in. I'm I'm really down to business. Okay, I'm good too. So, okay. I was gonna say like we just did mate. T, you good? Yeah, I'm like really good. Okay. I, my only update that I think is interesting is that I'm finally watching all of the Marvel movies. Um, and I once I will once I am finished, I will be fully immersed in culture with capital C, and I'm really enjoying myself. Can we do a special like we did the holiday episode? Can we do a special episode for like you watching? like infinity war or end game or something Ugh, maybe but you know i have a thing against that this is a tv movies. show podcast and i don't want to do movies i mean we could do a marvel tv show there's like several at this point oh that's true okay maybe and are you good juge i'm fine we don't have to get into it <laughs> okay no i actually am fine. go off plane let's hear julia prepared a lot so i think she's excited no i actually am fine there's just no major updates right now in my life so um oh actually i did get some cool new shoes today what kind of shoes i'm a little excited about that they're converse but they're fleece lined so they're warm and i can wear them in the winter okay so you it is a psychological thriller it's on netflix but i would argue it's also a little bit comedic me too it's very funny yeah, it is. Um, it's based around the character Joe Goldberg, and he is well, he starts off as a bookstore manager, um, very into books, and he develops very toxic obsessions for women. Um, Joe's played by Penn Badgley of Gossip Girl and other former shows things. and tells episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. Another it's one. All okay. connecting. Penn making his way back into the pod. Oh my god. Yeah. The S the S A T um pu the shows and tell podcast universe oh i love that oh my god i love that so much i'm obsessed (laughs) and each season so there's three seasons of the show um and each season takes place in a different geographic location and with a different love interest so the first season takes place in new york um and uh guinevere beck known as beck is joe's love interest they meet at a coffee shop and then Joe kills her by the end of the season. Uh, season two, Joe moves to LA, changes his name to Will, and starts working at a grocery store called Inavran, a.k.a. Erewhon, my favorite Erewhon, grocery yeah. star. He develops a love interest named Love Quinn. A lot of chaos ensues. Love has a twin named Forty. Sad. Just a lot of crazy shit happens. And then Love and Joe actually end up getting married. And in season three, they're living in the suburbs in a town called Madre Linda. And it's like the suburbs of San Francisco, I'm pretty sure, is like what it's supposed to be. They have a baby. So that definitely causes a lot of interesting dynamics. What's the baby's name? Forty. No, it's Henry. Uh, oh, because isn't that like an author thing? Like, Yeah, it like it's not... But, like, the mom of um, Love's mom, like, wants to call him 40 because, like, 40 dies in the second yeah, episode. Yeah, 40's death was sad. Yeah, I yeah, like 40. As a, he was a good character. Yeah. Um, so the show actually started in an interesting way, which I think a lot of people don't know. So it's actually based on a series of books by the author Caroline Kepneys. Um, she also wrote Secret Life of American 
teenager. Fun fact. Oh. Um, and it's actually, she actually wrote a series of books. The first one's called You, and the second one is called Hidden Bodies, I believe. Yeah, they have different names, but the first one's called You. And the way she actually got the idea for the first book was that she was sitting in a coffee shop scrolling through Facebook, and she noticed someone glaring at her. And she said, the voice clicked for me in that moment. It's obsessing me on social media, and I'd wanted to write something like this. So basically, she kind of wanted to play off the idea that, like, someone could, like, stalk you on social media and, like, through, like, stalking a person and stalking online and kind of, like, stalking in the digital age. And she kind of wanted to deconstruct this romantic comedy trope highlighted in a lot of books and movies and shows by making the protagonist a violent stalker and a serial killer. Um, and she actually wrote the books in a very dark period of her life. Um, it was the year her father died of cancer, and she experienced a lot of personal challenges. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Can I ask some follow-up questions about the author? Yes. yes. Is she, like, attached to the show in any way? Like, is she a producer, or does she write for it? or? No. And the no. books actually, and the shows and books, like, the plots stray a lot from each other, actually. Oh, okay. Also, yeah. are the books comedic in tone at all or are they much more hard because i was gonna Um, say it like the the comedy translates so well where it's like i don't know if a book could do this well actually i think yeah because it's she said she deconstructed the romantic comedy so yeah okay so i'd assume so but like there's one scene from season one where um who she's from pretty little liars she plays beck's best friend shay mitchell Mm -hmm. yes she plays peach salinger yes we're shay mitchell in you like he sneaks into her house and yeah. he oh, sees that, that she, was a good that's scene. a great episode and yeah. he sees that she, she's also stalking beck and he's like oh my god beck your friend is crazy and he's like yeah, hiding yeah. in the shower oh my <laughs> and god. Like, what? it's so oh man this show is yeah. so on it like intentionally and unintentionally yeah. funny i think it's because oh, it's yeah, so yeah. ironic Exactly, where it's like, how can you not laugh at how insane this guy is? Yeah, also, Um, like, you would never, like, a lot of people say the show's scary. Like, it's not meant to be, like, a horror show. Like, it's meant to be, like, a romantic comedy gone wrong. Yeah, Um, and, like, also, it's, I I don't think it tries to be realistic at all. No, especially by the second season. (laughs) Okay, also, I thought of one other quick fun fact that I had to say before I forget. Like, in the very last scene of season three... Like right after slash during when Joe kills love, the song mm-hmm. that's playing is Exile. The boat the Bon Iver one. Are you fucking kidding? No. Oh my god, why did How do you pronounce how do you pronounce it? Boniver or Bo- I don't know. Bon I think that's Boniver. Boniver. Yeah. Um, I'm really surprised. When did the, when did that when did that come out? Do you remember? Season three was this summer. Like yeah. this past summer. I'm surprised that I don't remember it seeing that seeing that like as more of a meme. I feel like Taylor Swift like TikTok would have gone crazy. It like fits well into the scene. I'm sure it, it works. It's yeah. like a haunting song. Yeah, it's very haunting. Oh, I do love that. You're right. Yeah, you should watch the scene like on YouTube. It's a really good. Okay, scene. well. Okay. Anyway, back to the background of the show. So, the scriptwriters of the show were two people named Greg Berlanti and Sarah Gamble. They'd worked on a lot of other similar stuff. They initially pitched the show to Showtime, um, got rejected. They pitched to Netflix twice in 2015, also rejected. However, in 2017, finally, Lifetime bought the show. 
Nice. And the season actually aired for the first time in April 2018 on Lifetime. And no one knows that. No, so, no clue. Ne- so basically what happened was the show didn't get renewed on Lifetime for a second season, but Netflix pick it up, picked it up for the second season. So And it became a Netflix original. So they actually like re-premiered the show, like the first season, in December 2018. So like less than a year after it was on Lifetime. And that's when a lot of people first heard of it. I think it was like an instantaneous hit on Netflix. Like, I think, you know, like the marketing was really good. Like people know Ted Badgley and um, like I watched it. I remember, I think like January 2019, so like right after it came out. Me too. Yeah, it was oh, right after God. it abroad. I think it's so like ironic that, first of all, I feel like this is not the first time that we've heard a show going on to Netflix after already airing somewhere else. And it's just like ironic yeah. that like Netflix is always getting the positive press. And it's like, oh my God, like Netflix does it again. And like they rejected the show twice and it first premieres on Lifetime. I just find that just so like, oh my God, Netflix. It really is the ruler of king of streaming, but like so annoying a little bit. No, it really fucking sucks. Or it's like they don't want to like trust um, a story that they're like a little nervous about. We've talked about this with Squid Game. Yeah, where it's like no one trusted it and then it goes... Like, everyone loves it because it's good. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we we haven't even yeah. scratched the surface of Squid Game. We're going to get the Squid Game uh, cinematic universe. And it's like, it, it, I, yeah. I'm happy. Well, not in that case. I'm happy that, like, shows like you can continue to, like, make seasons and continue to, like, employ people in the industry and all that kind of stuff. But, like, it's really, it really grinds my gears that it takes Netflix buying something for much cheaper, I'm sure, because it was already, like, canceled, like, season two was not in the works, and then they just, like, decide to play it off as their own. It doesn't yeah. doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. No, definitely, but it definitely shows how, like, easier it is for things to, like, blow up when they're on streaming. Like, if someone were, like, oh, the show's good on Lifetime. I'd be like, I don't have Lifetime. I'm like, when am I supposed to watch that? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, does Lifetime then join like a bundle where it's like, they'll join Disney yeah. Plus and uh, Hulu's like whatever ESPN thing. Where It's getting to the point now where yeah. you have to have like six streaming services and you're basically paying for cable at that point. I know. I have Netflix, Hulu, Showtime, HBO, and Disney Plus. Showtime's great. Yeah. I've had Showtime for a while. I have to Showtime, say. Showtime's Cause good. Because I, I watched Shameless on it. I, I oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot. Sh- I, yeah, I forget Shameless is on Showtime. I watch I Yellow Jackets, yeah. which spoiler alert. No, you're gonna you're gonna do it. Right? The next one. Yeah, yeah, this is the next one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Joe Goldberg is obviously the main character, and a lot of the show is narrated through Joe. So obviously, he's a very important character, and we like learn a lot about who he is and like the way his mind works. And I think he's a really interesting character because. He's literally a serial killer, but, like, we kind of love him at the same time. Like, the way he talks is very comedic. It's very, like, he kind of, he doesn't realize that he's a bad guy. Like, that's what I think is really interesting about him is he's always like, oh, like, I would never do that. Like, what kind of creep would do that? Like, he's like, oh, my God, Beck, like, this, I can't believe, like, you're letting this guy treat me like that. And then at the same time, he's, like, stalking her and, like, killing people. And, like, sniffing her underwear. Yeah, he's a really complex character, and the writers and uh, the script writers put a lot of thought into the character. So, Kepney's the author of the original books. Um, she was actually a little hesitant about labeling him as a serial killer, 
she said, I remember when I wrote you and someone first referred to Joe as a serial killer. I argued he's not a serial killer. He meets these terrible people and has these awful, awful thoughts, but he's very sensitive. It's very strange to realize you've written a serial killer. Interesting. Which is really interesting. Um, that she's defending him and it's like... Yeah. I can you see how him. you can become like yeah. defensive over characters you create. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting though, because like when you like when you say like, oh you, like it's the show about this like you wouldn't say it's about the serial killer, you would say it's about this creepy guy who like and I would say to kill people. I would say the caveat is like people always describe it if they say like it's this guy who's a psychopath and he kills women. But you kind of like him, and I feel like everyone has that weird caveat where it's like, yeah. But like he, he's not all bad, and it's yeah. like this weird thing yeah. that with the show. He like justifies it well. Like he doesn't always, he doesn't kill people randomly. It's like people like he thinks about it. Like he's like, you know, I just had to do it to like get this obstacle out of the way. You know what I mean? I, it's very no, it's very interesting to watch. Where it's it's always like that. When I remember when it first came out, people were like trying to get me to watch the show. Or like. I'm yeah. like, so it's a it's a horror or a thriller. They're like, no, but he's like a nice guy, and I'm like, yeah, it's weird. It's a yeah. it's such a weird thing, and especially after you watch it, because like you do weirdly empathize with him, and then like you Ten, snap guys, out of it. Ted Bundy sn- effect. We've talked about this already. Like yeah. this is just like such a but that's clear uh, example yeah. of like feeling for the crazy fucking main character because he's like charming. But we actually learned so much about Joe. Like that's what makes it different. So no, we the, did, yeah. So Sarah Gamble, the showrunner, um, she said that when she was envisioning Joe, she really wanted to look into like the causes of like his actions and like what like why his behavior is like that. Um, she said that I wonder I wanna understand what coaxes behavior of this nature out of the very tiny percentage of men I like to think the very tiny tiny percentage of men who would cross line like the line that Joe Goldberg crosses which definitely true I mean there's definitely I think Joe Goldberg is like an extreme exaggerated version of like some of the creepy behavior that we hear about like from like guys stalking girls online or like whatever Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so I think that's interesting and then she said that it had to be a love story and a horror movie in every single scene um which I like she said that and then I think the casting was just fantastic, as we already mentioned. She said that if she cast someone that was too creepy, then it wouldn't work. Because the whole idea is that you kind of have to love him and you have to, like, see the romantic points of him. But then, uh, you know, and, like, the whole the way the show starts is, like, this guy walks, or he's working in a bookstore and this woman just half, like, walks in and they have, like, a cute meet and, like, they fall in love. And, like, that's the show. It's not a horror show. It's a love story that has this like crazy twist to it follow-up question yes did she discuss any of the other actors they thought about or like auditioned um actually so the guy that plays um loves love interest in season three like the son yeah the neighbor son he auditioned to be joe didn't get the part I was, he's way too young yeah well actually in real life he's aren't they together victoria betretti what okay yeah. he looks very young that's crazy yeah. well also the actress that plays love is pretty young she's like 26 yeah she's very young but inter- yeah who do you guys think anyone else like i can't imagine anyone else playing joe goldberg but is there anyone else that comes to mind that you could see doing it uh ed westwick hmm. huh, no, that's funny i don't uh-huh. think so because i don't think he has like he doesn't have like the nerdy side to him 
Penn yeah. Badgley has like the maybe range where um, he can... Adam Brody, like a younger Adam Brody. That I could see. Yeah, that's a you're good talking one. about the guy from the OC, right? Yes, 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 yes. I could see that because he, he yeah, in, in promising roles, young woman, he was really creepy, and he could I switch. Love promising young exactly. Women. Yeah, he was super creepy. He could, totally could have done that. Ooh, that just came to yeah. me. But the thing about Joe is, like, he has some, like, good scenes, like, where he acts good, and you really are rooting for him. You're like, yes, like, you're doing it right sometimes, like. Oh, I was going to say, when he turns on, like, the anger and, like, the vein in his neck is popping and you could, it's like, oh, shit, like, that's a little scary when he's, yeah. like, actually, like, full-on predator wolf mode. I was going to say that I felt, um, not empathy, but, like, that I was like, oh shit, he's doing the right thing. There, there's like a scene in the beginning of the third season where the neighbor is offering him wine and like trying to hook up with him, and he's like, no, like this isn't right. Like, and goes back to love and like tries to make it work yeah. with love. And I was like, okay, yeah. like whatever he did, he did the right thing for that singular yeah. freaking moment. Yeah, I think season three definitely humanizes him a lot. Like you learn, like I feel like season one and season two give a lot of, like, hints as to, like, why he, like, his childhood, like, the why he is the way he is. Honestly, I thought we'd get even, like, a little bit more of that in season three. Um, Like, I mean, we learned, like, he was in foster care and, like, he, like, they show scenes of, like, a younger Joe, but they still don't give, like, like, I wonder we know he's abandoned. Yeah. yeah. I wonder in, like, the newer seasons if they'll ever address, like, his mother or, like, the the bookkeeper, like, further or, like, maybe he'll try to find his, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I hope they do. Um, and, like, what was I going to say? Like, I think him having a baby in the season, third season shows, like, a lot. Like, he Joe starts to care the third season, and I think it's because love becomes this, like, the crazy one, and then Joe seems normal compared to that. Um, so right. kind of a rooting for him more, so then when he becomes one then, it's, like, more crazy. But anyway. Um, yeah, so, actually, Penn Badgley didn't want to play Joe at first. He didn't like how it was portrayed as a love story he basically said like you know it like this isn't what love is but the producers convinced them that there was enough nuance fair word uh in the character another thing um about the show is that it really doesn't feel like a thriller or horror movie like i already mentioned that like a lot of the like just in the the way that it was film so like the opening shots are slow-mos and all the seasons have a very different feel which i like like the first season feels very new york like like beck lives in the west village i was re-watching actually and i was like oh it's my old neighborhood yeah um yeah she lives on like bank street there's just a lot of that like new york feel to it and then the second season um feels very different it's like a lot of saturated hues colorful warm lighting it feels very like la and it's supposed to like the producer said that it's supposed to feel different because it's a different point of view for Joe. Like he just moved to this new city for the first time. And it's the way that he's seeing it. Like this like sunny place. I thought that that was interesting. And then season three is obviously like in the suburbs and you get like all of that um, in it. And I think like they really play into like the stereotypes of like each of the locations, which I like a lot. Cause like I've kind of lived, like I know a lot about all three of those places, like suburbs, LA and New York, which I like. Mm -hmm. So like, New York, it's like he like works in a bookstore, and I kind of like they kind of follow this formula where it's like Joe has like you know a job or whatever he's doing, and then like he has like a different job at every season. Then there's like these different side characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really like the like side plots of each season. I actually think the second season in LA was like my least favorite of the subplots. Me too. I I agree. Like I loved the therapist 
subplot of yeah. season one. And I loved Beck's dad subplot and the what was the kid's name? Paco. I Paco. actually didn't like him. He was kind of annoying. Oh. Well, I just I liked how it ends where yeah. oh, where he's yeah. like, it's okay to kill people sometimes, and then oh, and he doesn't let her go because he's like, oh, Joe probably has a good reason. Yeah, I like the subplots a lot. I like how in season two they really like go and they really play off the whole like LA influencer thing and Avril yes. and AKA one. Like it's all like celebrities, but actually, like, okay, I literally couldn't find like any scandal throughout the show. Maybe I wasn't talking hard enough, but the only real scandal was like Chris D'Elia was in the second season and like people like in this season he plays a creep like he basically was like being a creep towards ellie who's like he plays a, pre- a predator yeah and in real life like there was all those like allegations about him actually being a creep so yeah. people then were like oh he played himself and i will say he is one of the first comedians that i ever really really i saw him like, at Tulane. loved i saw him i went to new orleans to see him i was cracking up in high school from all his shit all our friends loved him. And how how can you imagine like playing a character and knowing like that it's like exactly who you are? Like what's So the that's fuck? what yeah. that's what I was curious about. Like I don't know if he played the character thinking like the character was fucked up and like he doesn't view himself at, that way, or if it was like yeah. I'm gonna play this character because it could like justify why I do it, or like he I, I don't know where it's like yeah. he wanted to be like, oh, I would never. See, I even played this. Like, I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah. the third That's option. What, but I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a combination of like, he doesn't think he's, it's it's odd to me. But yeah, no, that was, I remember when that came out. Like those were around the same time and everyone was just like, oh shit. Like they should just like change it to as himself. <gasps> yeah. 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 That part was but, weird, but thankfully he wasn't in this third season. Um, and then I think my third, the third season, the side character is my favorite. So it's like the Conrads who's like the, like, it's a couple and that lives in like, it's all these like snooty suburban moms or like the side character. The mommy influencers. Yeah, they're all yeah. mommy influencers and I love it. I think Sherry Conrad's a funny character in the show. Um, towards the end, she just like becomes hilarious. Like basically like they're in the cage, like loves put, love puts them in the cage and she's like, I'm going to kill one of you. Like you had son. Sherry's like, I don't want to be killed. Oh, she just completely like pushes her husband underneath the bus. Yeah, basically. Wait, so do they live? Yeah. Well, okay. No, they don't die. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, they don't die. Um. Oh, you know what? I I think they like blackmail them so they don't like. Oh, gotcha. Okay. In the show, like, there's so many details. I always forget about them. But then when you look it up, you're like, oh, I remember that. Like, right. every time I rewatch it, I'm like, oh, I remember now. Like, I rewatched, like, the whole, rewatched the whole, like, second season before watching the third. And I rewatched, like, the first season pretty recently, too. It's a good show to, like, rewatch because you forget all these, like, little things that happen. Um, Because there's just, like, so much going on. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I'll dive into some fun facts about the show. So the facade of Moody's Bookstore, which is the bookstore Joe works at the first season, is actually a real bookstore in New York City. Um, to film on the subway tracks during season one, some actors had to take an eight-hour-long safety course. And I, I'm surprised they actually filmed on, like, the real subway tracks. Me too. Seems dangerous, it, and it, I feel like New Yorkers would be pissed. Well, 
I'm sure there's a bunch of tracks that are no longer in use. Yeah. Or lines that, like, aren't always operational at, like, certain hours. So it actually might be more cost-effective to shoot there as opposed to recreating a sub... You know what I mean? Recreating an entire subway? Exactly. Or, like, even green-screening it. I just want to keep Reese around because he's... Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm just trying to think logistically that might be a nightmare, but, like, that might realistically be the reason why it would save them thousands no yeah Yeah. makes sense yeah peach salinger so i think she's actually another great character um and i was sad to see her die in the first season so she's played by shane mitchell um she actually got her name from the author she was in the books um just because the author thought it was like a really annoying name and she wanted her to be this like annoying character um that annoys joe and then he just gets like fed up and gets fed up and kills her and a fun fact that I like is that uh, Penn Bounty said that most people that worked on the show, like a lot of the writers and producers and a lot of the crew were actually women. So, yay. We love that. Screw you, Reese. Always love that. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, no, I'm most, most of the productions I worked on have been majority women. Love that. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Like a lot of New York productions, especially are like very solid in the ratio. That's awesome. Let me backtrack a little bit and just talk about like cultural impact. This show is huge. I mean, I, it really blew up on Netflix like right away. I think especially with the second season, I think that's kind of when it like people really started to like make memes about it. And with like TikTok also, like there's been all those like videos of love and like that Joe sound. Like it's really so relevant, even though it came out like a few months ago. Or like, when did it come yeah, out? Wait, when did the season year? three come out? Was it? Oh no, it was October fifth. Okay, it was not the yeah. summer. Do you know why I remember when it came out? Because it Squid Game was the most popular Netflix show worldwide. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you surpassed it in the United States. Oh, like, you're right. For uh, average cool. viewership. Yeah. Interesting. So basically, I don't know. The show was huge, and people kind of caught on to these like little um, like themes. So. Um, there's actually a ton of Nirvana references throughout the show. So on the first episode, uh, Beck buys the book that she's buying in the bookstore is called Desperate Characters by Paula Fox. And Joe tells her Paula Fox is the grandmother of Courtney Love. Right. Uh, which is interesting because Love is obviously the name of Joe's love interest. Right. And Courtney Love is obviously married to Kurt Cobain. And then during the show's finale of season one, Beck wears Joe's Nirvana t-shirt. Um, they also go to a nail salon called Nirvana next to the bookstore. And then during season two, the whole show is about, or it's all based on a novel brand, which is Nirvana spelled backwards. It's like Erewhon, which is nowhere spelled backwards. I wonder if the showrunner is like a massive Nirvana fan or something like that. Yeah, I don't like know that. why. We'll have to that's a fun that. that's a like those are fun easter eggs yeah totally. i like, love it yeah yeah i love that um and then another thing is like a lot of people have really like talked about the names of the characters one thing i've seen is like joe is supposed to be like the average joe which kind of makes sense like he's kind of like unassuming like when you first meet yeah him. like nothing about him is like that crazy and it just shows that like the average joe can be this like crazy stalker 40 in love one of my favorite names so like, obviously, they're super rich. And then in the first scene that you see them and they're playing tennis and Forty and Love are tennis terms, which I love. That is very funny. I love I've that. Never, yeah, yeah, I did not. I never put was, that together. Oh, really? No. No. I for, 
Never. Oh. But like now that you say it, it kind of upsets me how obvious. I thought love, like I thought she was just named love because of how obsessed with love he is. So like that makes sense. Like yeah. he's obsessed with love. I think it has a dual meaning. So let's I mean, name her love. Yeah. Yeah, I think it has a dual meaning. Love. Yeah. So forty love yeah, is I love like that. Wow. a tenant. It's like how you count scores in tennis for anyone that doesn't know. So like forty love is like it, it goes like love fifteen thirty forty anyway. Make any sense. Um, and one of the first scenes you see the men is they're playing tennis. Um, and then in the second season, um, Joe changes his name to Will. And so people were saying, like, if you put together like Will and then Love, and then like the name of the show You, it's like saying, like, I will love you or whatever. I don't know. That one was kind of a reach. Will love you. Oh, I viewed yeah. see, I could see Will as like uh if he has a will to change or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And then he will always love. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then there was something I saw about Beck on TikTok, but I couldn't find it. So if anyone finds it, let me know. Yeah, I, I thought they just named her Guinevere Beck to like show how like she was so not like other girls. I loved how like we've all been like, oh, she's so basic, but like I, I don't I like loved Beck. her. She was. Wait, great. I don't, I don't think, think she Beck. was basic. No, I don't think I don't think Beck was that likable. No, that's oh, the I thing. She wasn't like I thought. She was just like a normal girl, which was so nice. Yeah. No, she is supposed and to be he's like just normal. Insane. He's just insane. Yeah. I haven't and, seen. Has she yeah. has she been in anything else since the actress? Like not really. Oh. I really haven't seen her around. Yeah, and I liked her in it. I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. She made a few cameos in the second season. Like, they had, like, flashbacks and stuff. Yeah, but, like, you know, other projects. Like, I'm sure he's going to start... He'll, Penn Badgley will start popping up in movies and stuff again. Yes. Yeah. Um, she was... Oh, she's in the new Gossip Girl. Ooh. Who do, who does she play? Is she, like... Um, Lola she Morgan recurring student. role. I haven't seen the new one. Well, all right. Good for her. Yeah. I mean, no, she's still working. But she hasn't been anything huge. Gotcha. Um, and I, I do think that Love and Joe, like, just as actors, have a lot more chemistry. People loved Love yes. in the second season. She's, such, she's she's also a great person, like, as an actor. I was going to say, she's like, a great actress, too. Like, yeah. Haunting of Hill House, she's yeah. amazing in. You know yeah. that famous uh, viral, like, TikTok clip inside of her? Yeah. That's like, when do you feel the, the is it the prettiest or the most yourself? And she goes, yeah. oh. Maybe when I'm dancing. dancing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She has such, like, unique mannerisms. Yes. And, oh, my God. And, like, people and her, that have her mannerisms, people are like, oh, my God, you are her. You don't look like her. Her and no, Florence Pugh have the best frowns. Like, Victoria Pad- yeah. Padretti is, like, yeah. like yeah. her entire mouth goes down. Yeah. She's really great. Yes. Yeah. Like, T, you do a good one. Thank you. I'm working yeah. on my impressions. I think that's all I had. <laughs> I think you did a great job. I really like the stuff. I really like the stuff you said about the book um, and the author. That was really interesting. I didn't know any of that. Yeah, me neither. The, book, the author. I loved the names. Yeah, I. I mean, listen, we could. I could talk about the show for a lot longer. In general, I'm not someone that can like sit through a lot of shows that have long episodes. A lot goes on. Like as we know, I have like a short attention span. But this yeah. show. Really? We know. <laughs> we know. We know. Yeah, we're we're aware. This show really captivates me. 
I don't know. It's it's a zero phone level for me. Like I don't have feel like I need to look at my phone when I'm watching it. Ooh, that's such a good. That's such a good thing that we should start incorporating. Phone level. Yeah. How many minutes? Yeah. How many times we checked our phone? Oh, I'm throughout. obsessed with that. So yeah. Okay. Zero phone level. Yeah, maybe even third season, like a little bit in the middle, like got like a okay. little boring. But... I was gonna say that's when I stopped really watching it. I, you like, have to push through. See. It gets so much. No, better. I get that. It's just like it's one of those things where it's like even you telling me, yeah. I'm, I'm just as shocked as if I would have yeah. watched it, and so, it's not like yeah. I care. So the only thing that I'm deeply. worried about is like I didn't expect them to make a season four. Yeah, I kind of thought it was gonna be over. That's why I'm like, is it gonna be repetitive? And also, like they the trailer came out. And, but I feel like the season three trailer ended up being so different than what the show actually was. Like, in season three, you see him falling in love with, like, the neighbor, but the neighbor gets killed in, like, the first or second episode. I like that, though. Defying expectations. Yeah. It was a plot. Yeah, exactly. So I'm wondering if they'll do the same thing for season four. I'll say, I think with the change of location, they can keep it visually interesting enough to keep the readers, like, they already have their, the readers. I keep saying readers. The, the, the um, viewers. Viewers interested because they already have their audience yeah but i'd love to see uh, a season where it's like he's no longer obsessing over someone or like where it's like i'd love to see if like ellie returned and like becomes like a nightmare for him the kid yeah but yeah it, i think oh one thing we didn't even think, talk about was the candace subplot oh is that the redhead girl yeah yeah who he that's loved what i'm saying it's like, like fucked him up we don't even like need to discuss like yeah, you know what she, i mean like yeah. She's so important to the show, but it's yeah. it's once again it's like we went the entire time without discussing it, and we're yeah. able to do that perfectly. Exactly. There's just like, so it, much that goes on. That's what I'm saying. The show, it's like yeah. one of those. It's like Outer Banks, where it's like so much shit happens at all times, but it's like it's fun. It's a fun watch. Yeah, no, definitely, and I'm glad you guys like it too. I think this is like one of the few shows that we all seem to like. Like, so. yeah, we all yeah. agree on. Yeah, no, it's just like a good classic. Like it's it's you know good job. Netflix slash Lifetime. Good job, <laughs> Lifetime. Yeah, yeah just Lifetime. Good job. Should we do a character comparison? Sure. Okay, I like, I was thinking about this. Like, I don't think we'll really like any of the characters, honestly. Okay, but we have to compare, so. Does anyone have any strong opinions, or should I start? Um, I think, this is tough. I think T is, like, Beck, and okay. I think... Juge is like forty. I guess like love. Oh, 40. Oh, that's that's interesting. <laughs> I gotta think yeah. Julia's forty. <laughs> I could so see. Do you guys see it? A little bit. She's just fun. I think I, I was gonna say like I think both me and T are like a mix of love and Beck. That makes sense. I could have I could have chosen either of you. For I kind of thought each. I was like kind of peach. Oh, because like anxious, like she's like so obviously unhinged. She but, like acts she, like, like she has is, it together. She's like on to Joe, which yeah, and I'm always yeah. on to the fucking sketchy boyfriends. Like yeah, maybe I feel like Peach. I I could see that. I really don't okay. know who to say for Reese. I I know. I think he's like season one Joe. That's that's the most. Uh, that's the most psycho one. Listen, <laughs> we have to give you. Some of Joe, like the like yeah. books and the, the like store. That's why. No, I get do it. Res- not the psycho. Listen, not the psycho part of it, but maybe like you are a little bit of of a a romantic sometimes. Likes the ladies, yes. so I would just say 
maybe that, but not in a scary way. Yeah, not yeah, in a not scary in, way. Not in the Star Thank way. You. Is that all? Is that all right? Am I cool to say? Yeah, I think that's okay to say. I, I'd like to say that, like, maybe I have some of his like less insane qualities. Sure, yeah, Joe has good qualities. Like, well, that's why people like him. Like, that's the yeah. fucking problem. Yeah, he's quick thinking. Okay, Thank my you. final thing is like. <laughs> Loki Joe is Reese. I think I'm Peach with maybe a little bit of back, but I don't really see No, I think Peach is I I think Peach yeah, is a I, good I, one for yeah, you. Peach I, I just one. like it's once again, it's like there's so yeah. many characters I just wasn't even considering. Yeah, yeah and I would give Peach. Julia I actually think I actually think that I would give Julia love if I like had okay. to choose. I support that. I support that. I mean we could I give her I'm love and forty, because they're kind of like weirdly <laughs> right? the same. Yeah. 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 Like, the sibling oh, I pair, that. I think you are. Yeah. Yeah. You are a Quinn sibling. Yeah. I see that for me. Good Hello. job, guys. I like baking. You. <laughs> she likes no. to bake. <laughs> no, fuck. I can't do this again. <laughs> I love so that, because he's, like, self-aware. Like, that's why I love he's, that quote. That's, that's like, oh, the, that's uh, so funny. It's so yeah. funny. Where it's he's so all-encompassing. Encom- all he's so yeah, self-aware, uh, but also so not self-aware. Exactly, it, and it it always works, and it's like and the show can it. get away with it. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, uh, good episode. Just, yeah. Do you guys have grievances or no? No. Always, but no. I'm the cat. I'm happy. So. Oh, he's no so happy. No grievances this week. Yeah, I'll come back next week. Um, with with things I'm upset about, but um, next episode is my episode. Um, I will be discussing uh. The sleeper hit phenomenon, which is now like getting a lot of traction, um, Yellow Jackets. I'm um, excited. It's a show that everyone, whenever I bring it up, everyone says, "Oh, I've heard about that. I, right. I, I, I was gonna check it out." And it's like it's like that for everyone. And now publications, like all of like the big ones, Variety, Deadline, they're all starting to write about it, and people are obsessed. And it's become like this huge thing. And it's I think it's Showtime's second most popular show ever um after so it's like actually i don't know i didn't see the other one i'm guessing shameless maybe like ray donovan or i don't know okay or like outlander i'm not sure what their metric was but yeah so we're gonna be doing that and i think it's just good to start with the pilot because i don't think either of you have watched no No, i I actually have really been wanting to watch it's like the next on my list it's it's like legitimately my favorite show um from the past year and it's pro- it's definitely my favorite show we've discussed on the podcast like over curb over wow. you know all the other ones over curb and mandalorian yeah, I, and mandal and game of thrones like game of thrones Avatar. is great Reese, what oh wait fuck that changes things i'd say it's equal no avatar still takes the yeah thanks for okay. pointing that out juge but it yeah, i'm I not kidding it's about. And I'll go into it, why I love it for all the varying reasons. But, like, it is just, like, the perfect example of how to do storytelling right. And it, it yeah. is just just textbook, like, that's high hits praise. all marketing. I think if I were to make a show, all I would want is for people to say that exact sentence. Like, that it hits the storytelling mark. And no, exactly. There's, like, I, I could not find any problems with the show. Like, there's just simply, like, if you don't like it, that's one thing. But you, I cannot imagine anyone saying it's bad. I can imagine someone saying it's not for me. Mm-hmm. But there's no, 
possible way I can ever hear someone being like, oh, that show sucks. Like, it's it's just, it's it's non-debatable. I'm actually excited oh. to watch. My, my work has a dedicated Slack channel to it. That's, it, it's... That's really cute. And I'll, I'll discuss that, too, yeah. with the weekly release and, like, the, the discourse yeah. surrounding it. Like, I'm deep into the... Release. I think it could work. You... You would be good for weekly release because yeah. he does something crazy at the end of every episode where it's yeah. like, oh Netflix shit, needs to do is there? That, they wouldn't do it. Yeah, like that's like not their thing. They yeah. would never. They would never. I think a show like you actually is probably better binging because I don't yeah. know how long people would tolerate. It's the same thing with Stranger Things. Yeah, where it's like there are certain shows you kind of just have to get out in one in one fell swoop. Yeah. Whereas like a Yellow Jackets, it's like they're laying the groundwork for so many small mysteries where like each week you're legitimately like adding and like discussing and there's more, more and more mystery, but yeah, yeah. we'll get into it next week. Okay. I'm excited. Um, well, amazing. Right. Okay guys. All Juju, right. Thank you for all your beautiful prep. Of course. Thanks so much. To what a historic time to be all three. To the chaotic the energy. I feel like this is chaotic, yeah. but in a good way. You know what? It's way. always chaotic, and I do think it always ends up coming together nicely. Yeah. That's. Anyone have any you. parting words? Our editor in um, chief. Thank you. Penn Badgley, if you're listening to this, um, hit me up. Um, I love you. Same goes for me, Penn. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Penn, uh, I think you're married. Isn't he married? Something like that. Don't so, end the podcast on a negative note. He's also and I'm like gonna a great respect your marriage. He's a, and, uh, he, he's a great person. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's, is he um, Jewish? He's no from way. Brooklyn. Things up. He's. I think he's actually from Brooklyn. Also, last there. thing. Also, last thing to leave us on. Um, shout out to Penn Badgley's um, variety of hats when he's on disguise. It's so funny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. No, there's nothing that cracks oh, me up more than. Oh, there was just one thing. That we just didn't say. Joe yes. Goldberg really is it is is if Dan from Gossip Girl went fucking psycho. So I just oh, yes. want to speak yes, yes, yes. on that. Yeah, yes. it's right. the same like humor and yeah. Okay, great. All right. We're all in Good agreement. job, everyone. Okay. Bye. Right. Love you guys. Perfect. Bye. Talk soon.